It's episode 1117, and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron String, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? And just on the road there, Antioch, Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, downtown Emily Brown. Please keep my sigh in. Uh, and from LA, you know from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. <laughs> What's up? Uh, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Judah Smith. He's one of our favorite uh, pastors and preachers. Uh, we talk about work-life balance and more. There's more to it, but that's one of the things we honed in on. How he gets him. his hair the way he does. How do you mean the way he does? It looks different every three months. He's got Every that. single time. He is like this generation's flock of seagulls to me. <laughs> that's- it always looks cool, and it shouldn't look cool. And but it's it always all, looks awesome. Cool. He looks like a celebrity every single time. It's always something nobody else could pull off. It's just, Wait, it's funny because I'm always thinking about him in a beanie. You beanie? Well, you know what? When when I first got saved, he, when I first started going to church, he, I knew about him. He was the first person I ever heard because he came to a VU conference in Miami. And I remember his hair being so wild and being like, this is like, and I have like a, this is like, he'll know. He'll, but it was pretty Flock of Seagull-ish. Now it looks different, but still, it's always crossing, crisscross. He's got like Trump-level crisscross hair going on. It's all, but it's like good. It's like a good one. He's a year ahead with his style, and I like that about him. a decade. A year and a decade. <laughs> a year and a decade ahead. <laughs> but speaking of beanies, Emily mentioned beanies. I got to be honest with y'all. So this is an audio podcast, but I'm looking at your faces. And in the grid, I keep seeing Derek in my peripheral and he's wearing this mustard colored beanie yeah, kind of back a little bit. And to me in the peripheral, it looks like you've got bleached blonde hair. Have you? Mm. It, it I, I looks see that good. too. I thought his eyebrows were bleached. Honestly, Derek, you're looking like a hipster these days. Derek is looking like a hipster. He's got the beanie. He's got the zip up. He's got a video game chain. Yep. What are we talking about here? He's it makes sense to me. Mess with you me. are a hipster, Derek. Hey man, that's why I get for hanging around with propaganda for too long. <laughs> yes, <that's true. laughs> you know what a good coffee is now. Right. Exactly. Well, moving the show along. Stay tuned. Up next, it's slices. Listening to Lomeli, the song is Dawn Transfer. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices! What do you have, Jesse? 
All right. Well, this isn't a super long one, but you guys know how I feel about it. I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a common sense mode if you've been listening to the pod. I think <laughs> that's what this great country of ours needs. And Heinz has announced um, uh, you know, a new product coming out in 2024. And it is, a, it is uh, essentially a pickle ketchup. It is a ketchup that has pickle flavor into it. It got me thinking, why stop there? Why not get all mm. condiments in one sauce? Mm-hmm. I'm talking, when, when you go to McDonald's Wait, 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 right wait, wait. Now, you just blew past something. Hold on. Pickle-flavored yeah. ketchup. That's right. What could That's that right. possibly taste like? Is it green? I don't think the color has been established, mm. but I think the flavor is in so the So this name. is a real thing. This isn't a spoof like, internet meme. This is no, like this Heinz is, is really coming out with pickle-flavored ketchup. They always are doing like weird stuff. They remember like all those like mayo like based thing. They did like um There's nothing they they have very limited selection of what they can do. So you gotta understand. They had that. like sriracha honey. Do you remember cranch? Ketchup ranch. Cranch? Ketchup and ranch. They've been low key, like oh, doing what Oreo has done. Like if you go and, and like look at some Oreo deep cuts out there, you know, there's tons of weird little combos that they, they, they got. Yeah. They got like candy corn Oreos, like pumpkin spice yeah. Oreos. And- hey, but them 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 lemon Oreos though, them lemon Oreos and them mint Oreos, they going crazy. Oh, I did like the mint Oreos. The mint Oreos going stupid. I missed the one where it was covered with vanilla. Remember the one they have in the holidays? Yeah. Like it was like covered in like icing. They don't do that. It's anymore. like every once in a while you'll get you'll, you'll run across in the wild like a pretzel M M&M and M at the gas station. Like ah, oh, well, why not? I'll yeah, get, I'll give it a whirl. We didn't realize they're you know kind of experimenting these days. But here's my idea <laughs> for Heinz. You know how some fast food places have the, the, the soda machine where you can mix your own and just go wild, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with a little digital screen and, and then you But go, it all tastes the same when you're done. It all yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but you like, it's like, all right, I'm going to open up the root beer vertical here and we add some vanilla, mm-hmm. some raspberry and do a little, oh, I'm going to go with Sprite here and it, and it mixes it. Mm-hmm. Listen, do the same thing for condiments. Just one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I want, I want ketchup, pickle, onion, and mustard all in one sauce. <laughs> Just glob it right down. I think why stop at just one product here? Why not make a machine? It's the, it's the sound effect that the, the, the sound, sound effect made. that threw it off, bro. <laughs> I was I was rocking with you till you did the fart sound effect. It's a big glob. It'll come out in a big in glob form. That's just I know what yep, the clip okay. at the end of the show is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, I'm just telling you, Heinz, it's a free idea, and people love those soda machines. Everybody hey, loves the, them. The, you the, know, Burger is going to steal that idea. So, so you it. want you want, want Heinz it. to do the free style soda machine thing for condiments, and you can just do your own combinations. Yeah. Why stop? My point is, why stop a pickle ketchup? Just give the people what they want. It give is a good the, way to figure out who condiment. is a psychopath and who is combining a million different condiments. <laughs> <laughs> We can tell we're the murderers. Yeah. By the by the way, we can tell just, who's a murderer. Just put a camera just on. Just left it. prison. Yeah. yeah. The, the put it in, put it in just... a courtroom, like in, in the courtroom dining area, and let the jury like let peek the jury in. decide. Guilty. Yeah. yeah this person is definitely guilty. Did you see what they did at the condiment yeah. freestyle machine? Yeah. 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 He put mustard and he mixed it with relish, and yeah. so he he used yeah. the liquid. He's cheese. also going yeah. to hell yeah. for that. Just kidding. Yeah. All right. What do you have, Derek? We're in a very inflationary time. Things are going crazy. How many of y'all could use some extra money? Always, yeah. I want want some extra money. All right. Now, next question is, how many of y'all have a $2 bill I can borrow? I have a ton of $2 bills. I actually have some, yeah. Oh, then you are rich because the bill from 1890, if you have the $2 bill from 1890, it just sold on auction for $5,000. What? And if you have the $2 (laughs) bill from 2003, it just sold in auction for $2,000. 
$2,400. So I have a bunch. Bruh, run it, run it up. I, I want to know how a $2 bill is worth $5,000. I don't know that. Inflation. <laughs> I that's got mine, crazy. I got all of mine appraised, and they all appraised for exactly two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, like an app I could put in that I could tell if, or is it just like two thousand three? You gotta go to to a, I don't know a currency collector of some sort. Well, if, yeah, if you're looking to make make cash quick, but hey, that's, I mean, listen, I'm just putting a word out there for the relevant gang. If Look y'all got some two dollar bills, it might be. I'm time gonna go to, through my know. stuff. Yeah, that random bill that your grandma gave you when you were ten, the two dollar bill because she thought it yeah. was interesting. You still have it? Check out the date on it. Maybe I think I did have one in, when I was a kid, but I'm honestly sure I spent it because I'm not the best at keeping money. <laughs> All right, what do you have, Marty? Um, by the way, I don't know why. Like when I grew up by my grandma's house, she had like a picture, like a full blown picture, and it was just two dollar bills on it. So she now I got to check that her wealth. Yeah. She was. She was stunned. Um, all right, I don't know if you guys have heard this story. The story is outrageous. Um, man, uh, so thousands of people are reportedly lining up to have a portion of their skull removed and one of Elon Musk's brain chips implanted. Mm. First off, that's just the that's the that's like the title of this article is a whole paragraph. I just want you to know that. I'm going to read that one more time. Thousands of people are reportedly lining up to have a portion of the skull removed and one of Elon Musk's brain chips implanted. Um, I don't know if you, if you're listening, if you're uh, if you are religious at all, but this is biblically we, we call this biblically sketchy. All right, <laughs> and so uh, thousands of people are <laughs> are interested in something called Neuralink, uh, and uh, what it, it it's got FDA approval, believe it or not, to start on human trials, and it's a brain chip startup that hopes to implant a device that acts as a Fitbit to your skull. Um, really crazy thing to even, uh, you know, Elon is always the guy. I feel like Elon's the guy's like AI is going to ruin us, but then he's the guy de- designing this, the mark of the beast over here. Yeah, and um, he's like, and I'm going to help it. <laughs> AI is going to ruin us. He's like, I'm going to make it worse. It. I'm going to make Watch money off this. <laughs> but you know, it, I'm going to be totally frank with you. It doesn't surprise me knowing that one of his kids like named after a barcode, you know what I'm saying? Like this right. just kind of like is on brand for Elon Musk. Yeah, but- um, I, like one of his kids, like Alt J Delete. I don't know if you like look up his kids' names. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty crazy, but Next. basically, um, it would take a couple of hours to perform and, uh, it would replace a portion of the skull that's been removed and it, it literally would, they would cut a hole in your head and put this chip all the way down. There's literally photos of it on the FDA website. Mm. I, I don't, I, I'm still trying to figure out like what it does. I, Cause at one point they wanted to have people who were just like, uh, like disabled they wanted those types of people to to start it up, so I guess it would start making your legs work and dance in, in ways. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I a couple of my friends have Teslas and their batteries have broken. The whole thing is destroyed. So I mean, this is a scary thing. Imagine having your brain on one percent and then you have to charge it and stick your head into a wall. I don't know how that's going to work out, guys. Um, but we're getting closer to end times here. You bring up a lot of good points. When he first announced it, it was like you could listen to music in your head. You don't need your phones. And we were like, who would do this? This is the mark of the beast. And then I'm glad you yeah. pointed it out. We have since found out that the real functionality of it is that like it will help people who have been paralyzed. You know, what's paralysis? Nerves not working anymore. Yeah. So it's going to go in and repair the nerve center in your brain to give you better, you know, sight to the blind or 
you know, help paralysis victims and things like that have movement again. And so it's just a way to help, you know, so it's a life changing thing. That's why people are signing up. But the question is beyond that niche, because that's not that many people. And this is a for profit company. What else is that thing going to do? You know what I mean? If you don't have like yeah. paralysis, like why would you ever do this? Oh, it's going to give you extra superhuman knowledge or functionality or whatever. It's like, this is Iron Man. This is Iron or, Man. Or, or release like dopamine or serotonin or, or yeah. Oh, dopamine centers. That's interesting. Yeah, and also I want to, I want to tell you this. It didn't, it didn't pass the first round. According to the article, it didn't pass the first round of FDA testing because um, it would overheat. It could overheat. So that's what we're dealing with here. Like we're still, I don't know how this would work. Um, but you know, if it, if it would help somebody walk, I think that's pretty cool. Very dangerous, very scary. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, they want to get two, 22,000 people by 2030 with this chip on their head. So sign up at elonmusk.com. Elon Musk is trying to make cyberpunk a reality. If you want to be, who's that guy? Uh, who's that basketball player that was in that like action movie back in the day um, from the Bulls? If you want to be, no, if you want to be uh, Dennis Rodman in uh, Demolition oh, Man, De- Demolition, Demolition Man, Man, you got it right there. Your hair is going to be white. And he's going to put a chip right there. It's going to go around the ear. You're going to wear saying? a mustard beanie like me. I'm wearing a beanie because I you actually wanna... had the surgery. Well, see, that's what. So, what was oh surprising me was the fact that there are, it said that there's like thousands of people that have already kind of signed up for or like have expressed interest in it because i like we said like i understand that it is yeah it could potentially you know fix a lot of like neurological dysfunctions that you may have but if i'm someone who is like already paralyzed i i don't know if i'm gonna just like jump at the first chance to get a brain like a chip implanted in me like i want to see it work on other people do y'all know how many people hacked my (laughs) disney plus account when it first came out I do not want to be the first person to get my brain get my brain hacked. I'm sorry, I tweeted your login. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, the the funny part about this also is like, can we can we just start where we are? Like, we haven't even got the glasses from Apple yet. Like, can we start there. Like, let me right. see how that works yeah. first. The early adopter is going too far. That's Elon Musk. He does that. So, all. Da Vinci Code. You know, we're talking Omega Code. We're talking end times. The pilots disappear from the plane. That's what we're dealing with here. <laughs> That'll do it for slices. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, Judah Smith joins us. listening to rc drive the song is super bloomer my high school nickname hey if you like this podcast but you might like it better if there were no ads you can do that head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for relevant plus for just a couple bucks a month you get this podcast ad free you get ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com including the full podcast and magazine archives our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more uh check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Where our guests today are Judah and Chelsea Smith. They're the lead pastors of Church Home in LA and Seattle, where they've been expanding what the modern church can and should look like. We spoke to them about the church's new changes and how the couple is finding a new work-life balance. Here is our conversation with Judah and Chelsea Smith. (laughs) 
these last few years, like how have things been going for the church? And, you know, what are maybe some new strategies that y'all have implemented in this crazy time? We had planned to incorporate online before the pandemic. And then, but at that point we were still fully functional as we are, always had been in buildings at the same time as trying to introduce an online model. And, and that was great. Everyone was happy with that. Um, and then the pandemic really, I think forced us, but maybe to use a God word, a faith word enabled us um, to, to, con- to finish that switch and really build church the way that we would build it mm-hmm. if it started online is instead of having a, buildings first mentality, which is what we still had. And that was a tough switch even for us to make philosophically um, in our heart to have faith that people could actually meet Jesus, be discipled, grow in their relationship with him outside of a church building. And I think the reason we struggled with that even is because we hadn't seen church like that before. We grew up in a very traditional church. We were we were church friends, kids together. So when I say we, it really was a we. Um, and when you camps, my life was changed. You know, I met Jesus at, at the retreats, building every Sunday, Sunday school were really wonderful experiences for us. And so to go and pioneer a church that would look different than the way we encountered Jesus, wow. I don't think we were prepared for the faith that would even take for us. You know, the Bible talks about faith is the evidence of things that are not seen. Mm. So the faith required uh, to see what hasn't been seen. And so we just been been really fighting that fight of faith for ourselves and then for our community to to bring the community along that hey your children are going to encounter Jesus in a real way in a church kids party and they're going to grow with him every day at a at a bedtime story and your students are you know and and bring people along that journey when it still hasn't yet been seen has been a a fun leadership challenge (laughs) 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 but uh, but God's been with us every step of the way. But it's been fun as we've into gotten into this. I feel like we've incorporated really things that have been really meaningful. Um, I oh, I probably should have got the exact stat for this for this interview. But um, but there was a, a a study that was done over ten years. Bill Hybels Church actually did it. I think the name of the book is called Moves that they published a study. I'm sure you've heard of it, or maybe not. Um, but they talked. They did the study for ten years, over 250,000 people, for how do people actually grow in their faith? Because it's such a mystery. I mean, I know even for me, if I could look back, I know there's beautiful moments. But how do we actually grow in faith? How do what actually people? And one of the results of this study was absolutely shocking, and it said that there wasn't any difference in people who experience church who go to a building to go to church four times a year or 40 times a year their spiritual growth was actually the same which kind of blew our mind and we've been yeah. giving our lives to hosting weekly services you know like right. seven on a seven on a sunday like what have we been doing with our lives um but the flip <laughs> side of that was that people who have a daily practice at least four days a week were the people who really showed significant growth mm. And we had already had, a, you know, a guided, a daily guided prayer that we, you know, kind of encouraged some people to do. But I think that really strengthened our faith and enabled us to go all in and realize, no, people who spend time with Jesus every day mm. is how people are going to grow. And then not just when they do that by themselves, but when they do that within the context of community. And so um, that's been one of our huge emphasis. And our, our faith is really 
I, you know, uh, what's the beautiful hymn where it says, Lord, haste the day while my faith shall be sight. Um, the cool part about when you believe for something and then you see it happen. And we've been seeing that happening, you know, still on a smaller scale, but uh, Judah has a friend who had a background of a very different religion, had never been in a Christian church. He's in his 40s. Uh, he's 39 or oh. 38, I think. So much. Young guy. Yeah. Young guy. <laughs> and, uh, and he decided to follow Jesus on Easter 2022. Mm-hmm. And since then, he has not, I don't think he's been to a church building one time. I don't think so. But he's done daily guided prayers almost every day. Mm-hmm. And then we do a weekly digital service. And his growth in the way that he has experienced Jesus and learned about him has been so incredible to see and to realize, okay, this, this, this could work and not just by getting numbers, although that's been great, but to really see people encounter Jesus and meet him and grow with him and seeing that happen multiple times over. But you know, it's different when it's a friend, you know, you really, it really matters. So, I mean, honestly, Emily, I think for Chelsea and I, it doesn't get much more complicated then this little story I'll tell you from this morning. Um, this morning I'm out in my little, you know, we live in townhomes here. We're all on top of each other. Um, and it's wonderful and all, but it's kind of like living. Yeah, we can almost touch our neighbors. You know? I, mean, I think you can see the neighbors through the window and part of the put on their house is like right there, you know, which is, which is great. We love, we love city living. Um, but I was out of my yard and my neighbor's door opened and he's got a couple dogs and we now have a little, a little uh, multi-poo teacup and, and we're, we're talking and he said, I just put in a lemon tree. So I came over, brought my dog over, we're talking and he said, Hey, I really want to follow up on our conversation. Um, he was at church on Wednesday and he said, uh, you know, I raised my hand uh, in our church and our tradition. You know, if you want to receive Jesus, right. his free gift of forgiveness, you just one of the things we decided to do was have people raise their hand. Billy Sunday popularized the altar call and, and the Lord's Prayer and all that. Um, so I don't think these things he are... popularized the sinner's prayer. Pop, popularized the sinner's prayer. I said the G- Lord's G- prayer. G- Jesus kind of made oh, it more. Jesus made it more. I'll clear that up. Don't These quotations would be the undoing of us here. St. <laughs> Billy Sunday created the Lord's prayer. What am I doing? All right. Guy really knows his history. Um, but my neighbor just says, I, you know, I raised my hand. So t- today at some point, we're going to go unpack that. You know, it's, it's gosh, it's fun. T- Tuesday. <laughs> and he did it on Wednesday. Life's been pretty full since then but um you know he said uh he said i'm, I'm looking for a book on jesus bro i just need a that really explains it and i i kind of paused and i was like wait you know i wrote a book called jesus is blank right he's like no i don't know what you're talking about i was like it sold really well you know i start doing that i'm kidding i'm kidding but um that that little encounter, um, it, it it quite literally, Emily, it wasn't possible in our former life schedule and rhythm. Mm. I didn't, I don't know how to say this and, and maybe people could argue that you just make time um, and that's fine. But Chelsea and I's life was so full of facilitating gatherings, events, you know, outside the church, people just call them live events. We were so busy doing live events 
was very hard to stand with our dog next to our neighbor's dogs and talk about Jesus and life and marriage. And I know that sounds silly and people probably would would say that that can't be. But but literally there was a time I was doing six to seven live sermons every Sunday and two to three every Wednesday in a different two different cities um, while homeschooling our kids. And, and trying to have a sexy marriage, uh, it was hard. It was really hard. And um, the impetus behind this vision and innovation, uh, a small percentage, you know, is, is the schedule of Judah and Chelsea. Um, but a larger percentage is the spiritual well-being of Judah and Chelsea. I, I think so much of um, the church in our country and around the world, but specifically our country, we, we want healthy, buoyant leaders mm. who minister from an overflow of a loving relationship with Jesus. And if they're married, a loving relationship with their spouse. And if they have children, a loving relationship with their children. But I think sometimes we don't recognize that it's very difficult. Um, it, it's funny because we're very familiar with um, entertainers or athletes whose schedule, you, know, you think of a baseball player, my God, they play 225 games a year, you know? And mm -hmm. I've got friends who used to play pro baseball here in America and, you know, they they didn't see their kids. They didn't see, they were just traveling there, you know, nonstop. I think sometimes our culture is okay with going entertainers and athletes you know, rock stars live that rock star life because, you know, they're just nonstop, you know, on tour or whatever. But but, but if we're not careful, you know, preaching and ministering, if the schedule really intensifies, and I know this sounds strange, if there's growth too, because the growth starts to happen and all of a sudden you do like, let's do another service, another location, another. I just get concerned. That's all. And I'm not saying that everybody's unhealthy and everyone's not well, but, but sometimes these traditional approaches to church growth and church scaling, um, I think are really hurting the leaders and the staff and the team who are trying to uphold it. And I wonder sometimes if some of the fallout that, that frankly we've experienced in really painful levels it is a little bit attributed, not completely, but a little bit attributed to some of the schedule we are hoping that our spiritual leaders hold. And we want them to uh, preach to us all the time, but we want them to have a good marriage all the time and be a good parent all the time and resist temptation all the time. And um, that that's going to be difficult if we continue the, the velocity in which we are doing ministry at this point, in my opinion. Can you share, like, how did y'all recognize and start sort of implementing these boundaries and these changes in your schedule? Ooh, that's such a good question. Can I just say that implicit in all of this is a, is, is a significant cost? And I think that's where a lot of this conversation begins, but it's oftentimes where it ends if I'm really honest. And that cost is, it could be uh, reputation, uh, it could be social status, um, it could be, you know, things like attendance and giving can be greatly affected if, if, if the leader, minister, communicator, preacher, teacher needs to create more rhythm and space. And so, Whatever Chelsea's about to say, I just hope that our reader understands, hey, 
it's going to cost you something. Um, but Jesus did say, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but in the process lose his own soul? And right. I, I fear and believe that, that um, pieces of our soul are starting to break off and we're we're losing the wholeness and the buoyancy that I think um, God designs for every leader and, and, and every person. Yeah, counting the cost is so mm-hmm. important, um, and it's different for everybody. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can always go back and you know exactly. Yeah, I'm projecting be, completely, know? but to know that there's always a cost to to boundaries and yeah. margin and. Um, people people like getting their way all the time not being told no stuff like that stuff like that yeah (laughs) but i think it has to start first of all with the theology and our view of god and our view of of jesus and realizing that as pastors we're not saviors we are facilitators and we get to tell the story of jesus and we get to lead a community and an organization but jesus is the one who does the saving he's the one who does the heavy lifting and and if we really, as as leaders, really, really, truly embrace that, then saying no and creating that margin is not easy, but it's easier. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first step. You know, and the other thought is Hebrews talks about we have to labor to enter into rest, that it is it is work wow. to gain rest. And it uh, I. I it, so often it feels counterintuitive. It's like it costs, it, it takes too much work to rest. So why don't I just keep doing the work and then, you know, rest when I retire or rest later. But I love Hebrews. It says there is a promise for us. Mm-hmm. And that promise is, is rest. And it doesn't mean we don't work, but we work from a place of peace from a lack of striving, knowing that Jesus has already done the big part. He's done the heavy lifting. And so we just get to be facilitators and do what he asks us to do. I know it's not a very practical answer, but I count the cost. <laughs> yeah. See, see what, what is your view and perspective of God? But I know for us back in our days, I won't speak to any other leader. Um, when we were running all those services on a weekend and lying down to LA with our kids and on for midweek services. If I look back on my theology, I thought the salvation of people depended on us. It depended on us showing up, facilitating a service, running the right kind of ministry. And Mm. in this season, we've really let that go. And um, I'm embarrassed to look back and admit that I had that whole, you know, because I I know you as a Christian leader, you're not allowed to say that, but, um, but that really was the case in probably somewhere deep in my heart. And um, it's been really freeing to let that go too, which is, which is fun. Freeing is fun, right? <laughs> right. Is fun. Yeah. It is fun. Um, uh, I will say the one practical thing that we have done um, is we have moved our church from a, a lead pastor model to a leadership team model. Um, this fall, are we, a few years ago, we hired a CEO. We realized our organizational capacity was limited. We couldn't run the day-to-day anymore. It was far beyond our, it was just beyond our gifting and capacity to manage a staff and figure out HR and healthcare and all those things. So um, we hired a CEO who has just been amazing. He's a, an incredibly godly gifted man who we've just loved working with. And so this past September at our church's 30th anniversary, we actually set him in um, as as a lead pastor um, alongside of us. So actually we just dropped the term lead pastor yeah. um, as part of the leadership team. So he's now, he's not accountable to us any longer. He's also accountable to the board. So truly we are peers along with him. And it has been incredibly freeing uh, that new model for us and letting, letting all of us function in our gifts and our strengths. And so that's 
that's been a practical thing that's been really helpful as well. And so I'm I'm lead communicator. She's a lead theologian, and David is a chief executive officer. That was Judah and Chelsea Smith. By the way, make sure you check out Judah's uh, feature, his track on Lana Del Rey's now Grammy-nominated album. Did you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Uh, it was announced just a couple days ago that uh, I, I guess Judah will get a certificate or something if she wins. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, stay tuned up next. It's Pumpkin Ploy or Pumpkin Joy. Listening to 2007. Good year. Song is Cherry Sunday. Good dessert. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for a seasonal game. We want to test y'all's seasonal knowledge. So it's fall. Uh, this game is called Pumpkin Ploy or Pumpkin Joy. This is, this is fall. Pumpkin spice is prime time right now. So what I'm going to do is I have a list here of products that are actual pumpkin spiced items for sale. Mm. And I also have a list of products that were made up, pumpkin spice products that were made up by AI. You have to determine if the product I tell you is an AI idea or an actual for sale Pumpkin spice product okay. that you can buy today. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Everybody, uh, Emily, can you keep score since you wrote the game? Em- Emily, okay. Tyler trained you well. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now just it, we, Tyler <laughs> definitely trained you well with these games. And next week for the game, next week for the game, it's going to be our last episode before Thanksgiving. We are going to do a March Madness bracket on Thanksgiving side mm-hmm. dishes, and we are going to determine oh, I can't wait wow. for that. the I can't number wait for that. one. Good. Finally, finally decide. Yeah. I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah. So this is our this is our pumpkin spice <laughs> week. Next week is Thanksgiving week. All right, here we go. All right, Marty, you're up first. Here we go. Pumpkin spice pasta sauce. Is that real? I've, or it's real. I've seen it already. Trader Joe's. It is not real. That is not real. <laughs> they have it at pumpkin. They have, they have the pumpkin spice sauce at Trader Joe's right now. The degree of confidence that you said it, though, had me believe it. And, yes. And, and also, it's not even Trader Joe's. It's like, Are you sure it's, it's pumpkin like Senor Jose. Look it up. Look it up. It's pumpkin spice. It's pumpkin spice. Look it up right now, guys. We are. I'm, it's on Amazon. No. It's on Amazon. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've seen pumpkin this already. My wife spice. is a freak about pumpkin spice. There's pumpkin okay. spice, a lot of pumpkin okay. spice. You win. Sauce. You get the point. I'm Italian. That's why I tried Back it. Check. It's awful. No. Do not do it. Pumpkin spice pasta sauce is a real thing, according to Marty. Well, and now pu- the well, no, no, no. You said pumpkin spice 
it's pumpkin. It pumpkin and pumpkin spice is different because pumpkin spice has nutmeg and right. cinnamon and all right. of that stuff. I'm looking at it right now. Pumpkin Not spice, pumpkin, pumpkin p- pasta pumpkin, sauce, pumpkin, pumpkin spice pesto sauce. Oh it's my Lord Market gosh. right now deliverable. Oh. All right, we'll give it to you. We'll give it's it to disgusting. you. Disgusting. Just give me that, a half a point. It's debatable. We'll give it to you. All right, here we go. Uh, Jesse, <laughs> pumpkin spice creamer. Pumpkin oh, spice absolutely. creamer. Is that real? Absolutely. That is real. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's in my coffee cup in this moment. That's ridiculous. That. That is right now. That's ridiculous. You just gave your friend a point, Cameron. Why? <laughs> I'm going yeah, in order. One, two, three. First of all, we're all friends. I'll play. I'll play. I'll play. I'll play. I'll play. My competitor so came out. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Derek, pumpkin spice Oreos. Is that real or fake? Absolutely, without a doubt. No question. That is real. You guys all crushed the first round. Here we go. Uh, Marty, right. pumpkin spice artisanal cheese. No, that can't be real. You're correct. That's an AI idea. Oh, God. Thank God. Jesse, pumpkin spice <laughs> candles. Pumpkin spice candles. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One sec, guys. He has one. He has one. He's grabbing it right now. Derek, pumpkin spice mm. hummus. Is that real? I, I pray to God it's not. No. You're correct. It is not. That is an AI concoction. All right. Uh, Marty. <laughs> so are we? Everybody's gotten it so far, right, Emily? Uh-huh. Kind right. of. Here we go. We're tied. Uh, Marty, pumpkin spice salsa. Ah, uh, no. You're correct. It you is a fake. So okay, thank God. Yeah. Jesse, pumpkin spice ice cream. Pumpkin spice ice cream. All day. All day. That is correct. Uh, ben and Jerry's has one. Uh, Derek. It's pump- delicious. Pumpkin spice infused olive oil. Hell no. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, everybody. Three rounds in. Everybody's 100%. Here we go. Marty, All pumpkin right. spice almonds. Pumpkin spice almonds. Yeah, for sure. They have pumpkin spice trail mix. Good Lord. Yes, that's correct. All right, Jesse. Pumpkin spice soy sauce. Jesse, pumpkin spice soy sauce. That's too far. No way. No way, Jose. You're correct. That's an AI invention. uh, Derek, pumpkin spice tortilla chips. Mm Mm-mm. You're correct. Mm -mm. It's AI. Mm -mm. Goodness gracious. Everybody's 100%. Here we go. Marty, pumpkin spice tea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, Tazo has one. Uh, Jesse, pumpkin spice yogurt. Yep. Yep. Yes. Hundred percent. Still. All right. Here we go. Derek, pumpkin spice bacon. Oh my god! <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. That is correct. All right, uh, Marty. Here we go. Uh, pumpkin spice beer. Yes, yeah, for sure. That is correct. Uh, Jesse. Pumpkin spice pickles. Nope. Wrecked? No way. Uh, Derek, pumpkin spice quinoa. Mm-mm. Wrecked, that was AI. Uh, Marty, pumpkin spice toothpaste. I think it would be real. I think it would be real. And probably be sold at the dollar no. store. It's our it's first fake, miss. though. It's not real. That is wrong. It is a fake AI, AI concoction. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I feel like it would come out one day. All right, Jesse. Pumpkin spice deodorant. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing it right now. It's Axe. And it's edible. That was an AI. That was... (laughs) All right, Derek. Pumpkin spice syrup. Sure. That is correct. Marty. Pumpkin spice window cleaner. No. That is correct. 
Derek wins. Right. Derek Woo! was flawless. Prophetic. Derek Prophetic. was perfect. Prophetic. <laughs> and you didn't even want to play. And look at you being the just winner. Out the gate, just took it. Look mm-hmm. how happy he is. He's like, oh, I don't want to play. I'm one though. You know how that goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that'll do it for Pumpkin Ploy or Pumpkin Joy. Congrats, Derek. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Judah and Chelsea Smith for joining us. Uh, you can check out more of that conversation over at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, while you're at the site, make sure to sign up for our daily newsletter. We send you our top five trending stories right to your inbox every weekday morning. It's a great way to stay on top of the best stuff we're putting out. If you want to stay in touch with everything we're putting out, follow us on all the socials. And if you want the best reading experience and listening experience, check out Relevant Plus. It's our ad-free, unlimited content experience. You get an ad-free version of this podcast, ad-free, unlimited reading at the website, uh, an enhanced digital magazine, and more. Plans start as low as $250 a month. We would love the support, and we think you'll like it as well. All right, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Marty. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. I want, I want ketchup, pickle, onion, and mustard all in one sauce. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.